the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Stop, I've Just Been Triggered. Today, we are extending on our last episode, which is all about self-care triggers. Um, And today, we're actually really going to focus on self-care triggers as a parent. Yeah. Candice, are you there? I'm I'm here. I am (laughs) so here for this. (laughs) Mum guilt, dad guilt, parent guilt, guardian guilt. Mm. It is such a real thing. And it really is the underlying cause of so many parents Mm. not doing the self-care activities that they really need to do to just be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, the the thought of self-care, it really triggers the emotion of guilt um, on a really powerful level and it does get in the way. Oh, exactly. You know, um, for the listeners out there, Candice and I are both mums and we've chatted about this at length. Yeah, you know, just the difficulty and and how difficult it has been at times to, uh, you know, continue to to prioritize self care, and the things you know things that always get in the way, you know, um, and that's guilt. <laughs> Mainly, they guilt. stem from guilt, you know. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's selfish to look after yourself. Some of the thoughts, um, you know, you really should be looking after your family. And there's many more important things to spend your money and time on, you know, um, the kids are the priority. Um, their needs are more important than my own. They're mm. kind of some of the thoughts that creep up and we've discussed before, right, Candice? So many times, mm. you mm. know, that that inner story is just so real. We are so attached to those, mm. Um, mm. yeah, that, that inner monologue. Yeah. And the feeling of guilt, it can be crippling, like, it can just stop you in your tracks. And mm. even when you know um, that you can't keep pouring from an empty cup, when we know that we have to look after ourselves in order to show up with more energy and more patience and attention for those around it, mm. around us, sorry, you know, it's not rational, mm. but it's hard to stop. Oh, exactly. It's not rational. You're right. Um and it's really important, like as we've discussed before and, and we in the last episode, to understand what self-care actually is, yeah. you know. Um, so self-care is the things you do to support your long-term mental, physical, emotional and spiritual self, um, you know, well-being and self-care. Yeah. So, you know, it can be really simple things like, um, you know, budgets, meal planning, saying no to things when you don't want to do them. Yeah. Um, you know, when 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 you sort of realize that self-care isn't a luxury and self-care is actually a way to to do life, you know, um, to live life that that supports you. Um, so you can be your best, you know, show up 
for yourself and 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 show up for those around you um it kind of takes the pressure and the guilt off a little bit but again just having that label of self-care the guilt does linger (laughs) it it doesn't completely dissipate does it yeah certainly certainly and it's it's interesting because guilt's actually a conditioned emotion Mm -hmm. so it's one that we've learned at some point we've learned to feel guilty at the sort of self-care especially as a parent and you know perhaps we've watched our um, mother or father or parent put um, our needs ahead of their own maybe we've heard our parents judge other parents for doing things for themselves or just doing things differently Uh um goodness we might have been given a generational belief around how we should parent and you know there's a huge amount of shame that can accompany guilt Mm. when we feel like we're parenting wrong yeah and and we think that by participating in self-care that means we're not parenting in the right way. So, you know, that guilt and that shame spiral is brutal. Oh, absolutely, you know. And I've worked with a number of parents who when we dig into like self-care barriers, you know, and the guilt that's associated with self-care, you know, interestingly for some it's the underlying belief um, is a really, really tricky one to untangle, you know, because they think this guilt is a good thing to help keep them, uh, you know, on the path to being a good parent. So yeah. it's kind of this, it's a bit like a double-edged sword. You're damned mm. if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, and it's kind of, it's a bit sad because it's, it's the guilt, it's the guilt trap, you know. It's not just guilt. It's, it's a trap because you think you're actually, no, no, I'm doing good. It's keeping me in line so that I, I become a better person or be a better parent um, when all the while you're just neglecting your own needs. Mm, yeah, right. There's just so many layers, aren't there? Like mm. it's so interesting what you said, like self-care is selfish is what people, are, someone will be believing mm. um, and, and thinking that if they do it, they'll feel guilty. Mm. But in knowing that they'll feel guilty, thinking that that guilt is keeping them accountable to make sure that they don't do the self-care activities. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately parent in the way they think they should. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So it's, it's again, that it's the expectations, right. That Mm. we, we get, um, that we pick up along our journey in life Mm. and (laughs) becomes just, a tangled little mess. Yeah. (laughs) Great, great way to put it. (laughs) It sure does. That's, that's it you know and it's kind of sad isn't it really when we oh it is when you verbalize it like that it's 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 a it's a it's a really you can't win you can't win you can't kind of get out of that and you can't have that support you need no absolutely Mm. and then I think the other big one um apart from guilt or in addition to guilt Mm. is time Mm. finding (laughs) the time to do all the things that need doing and there's a lot of things that need doing. Yeah, yeah. And then the added pressure of finding extra time for self-care, it's overwhelming. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that's the thing. Raising children is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. All us parents out there know that. I, I, can, I can actually feel the nods happening, you know. <laughs> um, kids, you know, children 
they really want our time. They constantly want your time. They're making demands and not because they're little dictators. It's, it's just no. that that's the way they communicate. Yeah. Um, and suddenly, you know, we are like solely caring about their needs. So we're putting our own needs aside because, you know, they're constantly at you or they're constantly in need of help or assistance or guidance. Um, so, you know, then as a result, if we let the children rule our own households, then we will be constantly at their beck and call. So it causes this vicious cycle, you know, mm. and it kind of leads the household, um, leads a household where, you know, we become emotionally overwhelmed by doing everything we can everything. to take care of their yeah. needs and sacrificing our own. Yeah. And so then we, and also we're teaching them that that's the norm. So mm. the cycle will continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's 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 a really tricky one, isn't it, Candice? Oh, it it is. And look, if I'm being completely honest, the time thing is my biggest hurdle. Mm, mm, it's mm. what I'm telling myself. You know, mm. I've worked through a lot of the guilt for the most part. It does linger and show its ugly little head from time to time. Yeah. yeah. But for me. It's now, it is this time thing between work and school and sport, birthday parties and, you know, I study, Mm. kids homework. Oh, do not (laughs) do that. (laughs) But there's play dates, there's cleaning, there's washing, there's more cleaning, there's more washing. Yeah. 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 Cooking. Cooking, Cooking, more cooking, all the life admin. Mm. Sometimes it just feels easier to get all those things done so they don't pile up. Mm. But then it comes at the expense of me not looking after myself. Mm. I, you know, just ask my weight line, um, weight line, waistline at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's 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 um, time and guilt. You know, they're huge. They're huge. You know, it's 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 not something uncommon and. And unfortunately, it's not something that we often talk about. Like we often will say, I don't have the time, but we don't go into expressing how that hurts to be, to be saying that either, like mm-hmm. as a parent, because you want to have the time, like, you know, you want to do things with your kids, like, yeah, it's, definitely. You know, and for yourself, I would say um, the time and guilt thinking, you know, unfortunately, then because we get caught up in this, it becomes our mindset. And, and then it causes you to then continually give until there's no more to give. So mm-hmm. you're pouring from an empty cup yeah. and then it's beyond empty and it's burning out and uh-huh. it's just, it's done. Mm. So, you know, this is when, this is when you can become really resentful and bitter mm. and then you can lose the joy in parenting. Mm. Um, and when all you do is give and give and give, you don't have the chance to actually then recharge, you know, your own batteries, you know, you don't get that R&R that you need. Yeah. And, and this basically will make you run down. It'll make you physically, emotionally, mentally run down. Mm, yeah. And, you know, and that's, you know, we have to remember that as parents because, like I said, we're then leading Remember, we are leading by example. Yeah. So then children will continue to think about their own needs and what they need and, and 
they won't see that mom and dad are burnt out. They don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it kind of, but they will think, they will then take, adopt that mindset that oh, when I become a parent, I've just got to give and give and give and give and mm. give. And it it just keeps going on and on, you know. Um, and and they, yeah, they, they don't know any better, unfortunately. So no. we kind of have to teach them and we have to put those boundaries in place. We really do. And I think it's important to just, you know, remember and note that children aren't developmentally capable of understanding the mm. limit of your energy and focus as a parent. Mm. They think that we have an unlimited supply, which <sighs> I wish. Same. I mean, look, give me the genie bottle any oh, day. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, you know, and, that, and that's why it's, it's, it's really important for parents to draw boundaries. Mm. It's, it's, it's so hard but even with your kids and and I think even more so because again you're teaching them they're you're teaching them it's okay to put boundaries in place um which often a lot of us were never taught that um you know hence why you always might say yes to things or you might always be giving to people or you almost you might be working extra at work because you weren't kind of taught that no you you're allowed to have boundaries Mm. And just, that you can say no. <laughs> absolutely. I remember there was a great story about, I think, I can't remember who told it, if it was Brene Brown or Mel Robbins or something like that, was saying that her son just didn't like having a lot of people around. And and because they were an introvert and she said, oh, I kind of need time out because I've been around a lot of people. He went, you can do that? And so when a lot of people came around, he said, hey, mom, I'm just going to go have some time out in my room. So you've taught them it's okay. You you don't have to live in this state of overwhelm and, and, you know, um, constant pressure to perform. It's okay. You know, I'm burnt out. I need a boundary here. Um, It's easier said than done, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I love that. I love that. What a great example. Um, It's it's awesome. Like, I, I I loved it because I just remember the kids saying, you can actually do that. Like I can have time out, like as in away from the group, because I don't necessarily like the constant talk and chatter. I get mm. tired, you know. Um, so you, you can make choices about the time, you know, what time you will spend taking part in your children's activities and then what time you need for yourself. Mm. Um and again, like we're saying, it's not easy. We're both learning and bumbling our way through it with our own families. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, but but I will say to Zavi, okay, mate, right now I'm I'm doing something. If you in five minutes or in ten minutes, um, I'll come and sit with you and we'll do that. And mm. it's not easy. It, it's really not easy, especially with a four year old who has no concept of that. Um, but but I use a timer. So for anyone with little kids, that could help. It, it it's helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, there's a timer with a bell. And it also reminds me that I've got a time limit. I've promised. I've made a commitment to that. Um, but it just means I can do things. And I, I don't feel like I'm constantly giving him half my attention because mm. I'm thinking of something else and, mm. you know, so, so on. So that also teaches him delayed gratification. Like there's so many benefits that come oh, yeah. with, with giving your kids boundaries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Candice, mm. which I think in this day and age um, we need more than any, anything. You just have to. Yeah. Just yeah. you can't do it all. And it's not selfish to put limits on the things that you 
can do for your child or what your child requests of you. Mm, mm, it's not mm. selfish to take care of yourself. It, it really is a necessity. Mm, mm. And I think at the end of the day, the good news is the more time or more things you do to take care of yourself and recharge your own batteries, it means that you have more positive energy. Yeah. More focus, more attention for your child, for your partner, for everyone, really. Mm, mm, mm. And it's just about finding that balance between your own needs and your child's needs. It's something we all need to discover, mm, mm. to discover. I think that's important. Yeah, you know, it's a great we, point. Yep. Yeah, we can create a win-win situation, I think, you know, mm, positive mm. for the parents and positive for the children. Oh, exactly. And and look, I know most of the listeners out there are probably thinking, oh, that's easier said than done. Yeah. You know? Oh, it is. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I think maybe the best thing we can do is share a mindful activity to support ourselves as parents um, so that when we're triggered with the guilt and the overwhelm around self-care, um, we, we kind of have something to fall back on, you know, oh. and I think those kind of things help definitely you've got something in your little toolkit that can kind of you know now you've heard this conversation um what ends up happening is the brain registers it that there is you might have guilt attached you might Mm -hmm. hear yourself saying oh yeah I'm guilty of that or yeah Mm -hmm. I feel that Mm -hmm. um and then once that's registered then what will happen is when you're feeling that once we take you through the the mindfulness activity you'll actually remember it yeah so you'll, you'll go okay you've made the connection and that's You'll have that awareness and that tool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love that. So I was thinking um, we might share something that's really helped me um, Mm -hmm. with parenting, with, with everything. I love this little, this little tool. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a wonderful activity that was developed by um, Kristen Neff. Mm -hmm. She is a self-compassion researcher and expert, and it's called the self-compassion break. Love it. Absolutely love it. And it really takes the edge off those hard and difficult emotions you might feel. Oh, it it really does. It really, really does. Trust me. With mm. practice, it mm-hmm. really, really does. <laughs> yeah, it does. So when you notice you're feeling that guilt or overwhelm or, you know, any hard emotion really, take the time to notice it in your body. Feel where it is in your body because it's there our body holds on and then just say to yourself this is a moment of suffering suffering is a part of life and the common human experience other people feel this way i'm not alone we all struggle in our lives Mm. put your hands gently on your heart And feel the warmth of your hands, the gentle touch of your hands on your chest. And say to yourself, may I be kind to myself. And just continue to tell yourself whatever it is you need to hear in this moment. It might be something like, I forgive myself. May I be strong. May I give myself permission to feel the compassion that I need. Mm-hmm. just whatever it is you need to hear in that moment. And then just simply sit with the feelings being created 
within the mind, the body, and even the soul. And that's it. I love it. It's so beautiful. And it's amazing how powerful a self-compassion break can be. Mm, it you know? really, yeah. Oh, it is. It's so powerful. And, and I would really encourage everyone to give this practice a go, um, you know, with, with even difficult emotions, because the more you practice gifting yourself with compassion, um, you, the better you get at it. Mm, yeah. And, you know, and when we gift ourselves compassion, we're actually gifting ourselves self-care. So the two really go hand in hand mm. and then they make it more comfortable. The experience mm. becomes easier, yeah. um, you know, and you're more open to accepting yeah. self-care. Oh, look, there's a lot of research that really does show um, self-compassion does lead to self-care ah. as opposed to the self-critical thinking and yeah. the harshness of the self, which leads to self-neglect. So self-compassion is really key. Oh, absolutely. Self-care. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, you know. And um, I think that's probably where we'll wrap it up tonight, Candice, if that's all right. Beautiful, yep. Wonderful. <laughs> Great conversation. <laughs> uh, as, as always. And, look, you know, we're continually learning as parents, aren't we? But oh, we just every day. To, <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to assure all the parents out there, you're not alone. Um, we all feel it, you know. Um, it's it's just part of it, isn't it? It's part of it in our busy society, busy life where we're connected, but so disconnected, you know, yeah. um, it's, it's tricky. It's a tricky one to balance. And, you know, these little moments like Candice just shared with us with the self-compassion break, they really do add value to your life and an immense value. Um, you've just got to give it a go. You know, so Thanks, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Stop, I've Just Been Triggered. Um, we really love being here and having the opportunity to explore these emotional triggers with you. Mm. And, you know, it's an important topic. It's something that every everyone struggles with from time to time. So we feel blessed to be able to have this open and honest conversation around triggers and mm -hmm. to be able to share some simple, effective, mindful tools um, like the self-compassion break to help you navigate these these times these difficult mm. times difficult emotions thoughts mm. um, and feelings so mm. we really value you thank you so much for being part of our little community yes thank you